Giddy up them steps. Um, how is it going? How's it? How is four or five sentence, five words into the podcast? And you know, you fucked up already. Well done, Mark. Thank you. Thank you kindly. I'm too nice to myself. Yeah, this is a great start. I just realized. All right, let me just say this because if I fuck up again, I'll be like, oh no, we're the last podcast. 189. Oh, we did it. 11 more till 200, and then we can retire forever. I'm so happy. You must be pleased. 189 of the random podcast with me, Marquez. Um, I realized, I think I uploaded a different file last week cause I'm, or two weeks ago because I'm slow. I'm a slow man. I fucked up. And for that, I apologize profusely, proficiently, profoundly. Please accept my deepest, deepest regrets. Um, I've been up all night ever since. Every single night I've been up all. I've been boozing hard since, since I just can't get over it. The shame I've brought on me family has been intense, and for that I apologize. So let's just move on. Um, I I gotta figure out. I gotta Google how to fix it. If you're listening on the old iTunes Apple Podcasts, then yeah, fucked up. It's on the SoundCloud one though. It's right. It's very confusing. I was like, wait, what? Who? Whomst? And when? And I couldn't answer any of those questions. And that's when I knew that I fucked up. I fucked up nicely. Um. So yeah, there we got the apologies out of the way. The, you know, you like to start any conversation with an apology. You be like, "Can you forgive me?" And the person says, "No, not really." You say, "Oh shit, okay, I'm sorry." And then you're apologizing again. There's just an endless waterfall of apologies. You're tumbling down the hill like a guy doing a backflip down a sandy mound. Away you go. You're down the hill, and you never recover. And that's. That's what an apology should be. You should just keep apologizing and then you die. Um, apparently that's how apologies work. So that's nice, you know. Now we've lesson number one. We're barely two minutes in. I have this thing too. I'm doing it at home. Fucking tired, but I was like, all right, I got to do it. I'm doing a new podcast tomorrow too. It's in the studio. It's got audio, all that stuff. Um, it's called The Shame. It's going to be me. I'm going to have guests on it. I think I'm just going to do it with an Irish buddy first tomorrow just to get the feel of the grass, the laid land, the, the, the sussing of the hussing. Didn't, didn't figure out a third one there, but you know we tried. We swung and we missed. I'm going to like doing a studio. I get paranoid at home. I don't know why. I, I'm very paranoid. I'm like, is everyone listening to me? And the answer is no. They don't give a flying fuck. They're probably not even there. Remember the first apartment when I moved in LA? In LA? Actually, it wasn't the first, one of the first. One of the first four, three. Yeah, third one. Um, the dude was like, yeah, I work at night. Or I work, he used to work mornings. Or like normal time job person. Oh yeah, this podcast is going to be unreal. It's 9.40 at night and I'm tired as fuck. I ate, I worked out. I got it right, and my brain was dying. I said, okay, let's try and wake it up. How should we wake it up? By doing a podcast for an hour. That's a good way to wake yourself up. Just drain the life out of yourself, and that's what podcasts should be. They should be me draining the life out of myself, hating myself with each and every word as we go on and on down the well, down the ketamine well. We're down the hole. We're digging deep. Shall we find water? We'll never know. Um, 
But this dude worked like nine to five. So he's like, if you just be quiet at night, that'd be ideal. And I was like, cool. And I was writing a book at the time. So I'd write at night. So I'd like have something to eat about, I don't know, two in the morning, three in the morning. And I'd be tiptoeing around the fucking kitchen, tiptoeing. I was like, if I, if I turn on the water, because I think I was brought up to be too polite. Just tiptoeing. I was like, shit, if I turn on the tap now, was that bad? I tried to make toast one time. I was like, ah, shit. I was waiting for it to pop. Tried to heat something up in the microwave. Ah, it was giving me anger. Ah, I was like dying. I was like, Jesus, can I breathe? I was listening to me. I was like, close your mouth. Why are you breathing through your mouth? You dirty over. Um, and eventually, I was like to the dude. I texted him one morning. I was like, oh, I was fucking starving. And I was just eating ham and slices. Like a pure peasant. And I was like, Jesus. And I was like, here, man, I just, I know you said don't be loud at night, but I need to make some sort of noise in the kitchen because just, it's driving me mental. And he was like, you know, I've been gone for four days. <laughs> I was like, what? Really? He goes, yeah, I haven't been here. And I said, ah, okay. So I'd just been tiptoeing around the whole place. Been watching fucking TV on mute. He goes, yeah, I've been here. And I was like, jeez, well done, brain. You did it again. Once again, you know, me brain delivered the goods. But that's why I'm like all the time. That's why I don't understand how, like, people who are loud outside <laughs> in public blow my mind. People on the phone being loud, just sitting there. If I get a phone call, I'm walking a mile away so you can't hear me. And it could even be like your car is ready to be picked up. You're like, oh, thank you. Superb. I'll walk away just so you don't hear it, just so I don't make disturbance, disturb the peace. Um, yeah, it's so odd when I hear people on the phone FaceTiming without headphones. Ah, oh, you're fucking insane. The insanity is sky high. Like, even if I'm at home and I answer the phone, I'd be fucking whispering. There's no one here. It'd be quiet and awkward. Like my neighbours across the street hear me. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll let you go. I'll call you back when I'm on top of a mountain. <laughs> and no one can fucking hear me. Um, but that's why I get uncomfortable even doing podcasts at home. And now I moved out. Like I was doing it in the spare room. Now I'm on my dining room table doing it. Oh fuck one of the neighbors are just having a nice little little relaxing time for themselves and they hear me talking and even worse what if they hear me talking in their ears to the wall. And also why am I so narcissistic that I think people are listening to me talking. And but I suppose that's the fate you have to have on a podcast too. Why would people listen? Because they're like, I hope they're like he makes me feel better about my own life choices. <laughs> He makes me feel that so dumb, which is great. You know, we're all in this together. We're all in this puddle of mud, this muck pile. Um, and that's what life is really, a muck pile. And you're just being like, come on, we get up for some air. We're stuck in the muck. Let's let's take the week out, weekend off and have some fun in, in the water section of the muck pile. And then Monday comes and you go back down into the muck pile. I was like, Jesus, I realize I'm very ugly every Monday. It's very annoying. <laughs> I 
I don't know. What, well, I do know why if I'm gallivanting all weekend and then my life is zapped out of me. I remember Trump one time. He goes, I think we all get a, a finite amount of energy. So he saves it for stuff and then you die. I was like, ah, that's insane. We all get a lot of energy. But if you think about it, we all do. You got all the energy you have in you until you die. And that's it. You just don't know how much, how long, how much it is. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to use up all my energy over the weekend. It's like that saying, like, boozing is like borrowing happiness from tomorrow. <laughs> Which is fair. You're like, in the moment, let's keep going. Like, you know, when you just stay up, you're just in someone's kitchen boozing. You're like, all right, fuck it, it's getting bright. Should we go to bed? And then you're fucking like a pirate looking over the horizon. You're like, you're not going to fucking bed. We're staying up. And you stay up. And you're like, oh, Christ. All right, we're staying up, it seems. Seems like we're staying up, lads. Um, And then you stay up. And then your energy, 10 o'clock comes. And you're like, what am I doing? Why did I waste the last morsel of energy on this bullshit? Like, save those energy morsels. That you gotta find. That's why coffee does nothing for me, the horse. Flirting with chicks, that, that helps me a lot. If I'm texting someone I like, that gives my mental energy. Then I'm dancing. Just say you gotta, just say you. I feel like I, I thought the other day an ideal dating scenario in this day and age. If you're dating someone in prison, surely that's ideal. You have someone, she's there, you're out alone. You can chat away if anyone asks you. Do you know what I mean? People always are proud. People are much prouder to be uh, like these proud. What are they? The group, the proud boys, the proud, the proud, the proud relationships. I mean, we gotta bring back proud singles. People say they're single like they're fucking Gemini's or like they're they have herpes. We gotta cut that out. If you're a single, be proud. The proud singles. The Proud Single Boys, where are It's a new... I suppose those guys, are they the Proud Boys? Are they proud that they're single? No, they're proud that they're white. And they're single as a result of being one of the Proud Boys. So, um, we almost had a point. We um, we came close, we skirted along the edge, and we said, no, my tongue, my brain. We pulled out the energy morsels. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, dating someone in prison. It would be ideal, because like, it's like a long-distance relationship. That would be that would be ideal. But the problem with long distance relationship is FaceTiming. So I think like if you were um dating someone in prison, surely they wouldn't have their phone the whole time. So you could dodge. There'd be like minimal face FaceTimes. And that would be ideal. Ideally you'd like someone in a different time zone. Now we're talking. Now we're on the dance floor. Like if I had a finish Say there was a, a prison if I had a prison wife in Finland, that would be ideal. <laughs> ideal, her name would be Pepu. <laughs> Is that a Finnish name? I hope so. Dear Pepu, Finnish prison wife. She's in Finland for some reason. Um she has committed fraud. She's committed fraud in Bali and she got arrested on the run in in 
there's not then people go to Bali and get like arrested. There was a girl writing how to live in Bali. I think she was American though. We don't want any American prison wives. We want a Finnish prison wife. And her name is Pepu. Is that a Finnish name? Hopefully. I think so. I think there's a Finnish soccer player that plays in England. His name is what's his name? Tamu or something? I don't know. Sorry if you're finished and listening and you're like, shut the fuck up, you're ruining her names, Marik. Um, so yeah, your finished prison wife uh, would be ideal because then you'd be on different time zones. There'd be no FaceTiming. You'd just get a few moments of texting a day. She could wake up. She's like, oh, how are you? And she sends you a prison selfie. She's looking all finished and hot from her bed <laughs> in the finished prison. She's like, does my derriere look good today? And she sends you a picture of her ass with the prison guard outside waiting for her to, <laughs> to give him back the phone. And that's ideal. Then you're like, she's off on her day. She's out there breaking rocks and breaking stones. She's swimming around in Finland. I like in Finland, they just go for a dip in the fucking frozen sea. You're like, oh, that's impressive. How are you going to wake up? I'll be like, I'll have a coffee. It's stare at the wall. How do they wake up in Finland? They eat snow and they go snowing in ice. That's more impressive, I feel. And that's that's why, you know, if, if you're out there, you should get yourself a Finnish prison wife named Pepu. <laughs> Women named Pepu. Could you date a woman named Pepu? That's the big question, I suppose, in the podcast today. Could you date a woman named Pepu? I suppose it'd be fun at first. Papu, just introducing her, you'd be like, oh, what up, this is Papu. They're like, Papu? I'm like, yeah, Papu. But then you get down to Pep, you'd be like, no, it's Papu, because you don't have people abbreviating Papu, because then you're fucked. Then they'd be like, is it Pep or is it Poo? And you're like, don't you dare call my finished prison wife a Poo. And now you're fighting. You're fighting a stranger in the street over a woman half the world around, around the world. Halfway around the world, good English, good words. Well done, Mark. Thank you. Um, yeah, and you're fucked. You're truly up the garden path, fucked. Because you're fighting a man in Starbucks. They're playing the music too loud, and you're fighting, and you're trying to hear each other. And you said, "You can fucking come. I fucking prison. Finish a prison wife. A fucking poo." You'd be like, you said her name was Pooh, and you'd be like, I said it was Papu when you're fist fighting over a fucking iced Americano. And you know then you're like you're not in a good way. You're letting down you're you're letting yourself down, but you're letting your finished prison wife down too, and that's not really what you want. Um but I feel like that will be ideal. An ideal long distance relationship. A prison wife. But then imagine you got ghosted by your finished prison wife. That'd be tough to take. If she's just like, I can't hack it, he keeps texting me. <laughs> when does he stop? And then you're like, should I send a letter? Would a letter be better? Imagine you were annoying through letters. That would be impressive. At least text you could like rattle off fucking 72 texts in a row. If you're doing a fucking a letter, then you're sending next month another letter and she's like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored I don't even want to read his letters. Then you know you're an annoying cunt. Then you know, okay, I need to work on myself before I go long-distance dating a finished prison wife. 
I wonder if they even, I feel like Finland, they don't even have prisons, they just have like reform centers. Oh yeah, let's get you back on the straight and narrow. Sounded a bit German, sounded a bit Adolf there, but you know, I feel that's close enough. So yeah, if you're out there wondering what you're going to do next, where's your next love interest going to come? Hit up finishprisonwife.com. It's where I found my <laughs> my finished prison wife named Papoo. I feel like you should hit her up and uh, you know get yourself on straight and narrow. Don't become, you know... I wonder how many black people there are in Finland. Because in Ireland, growing up, there was very few. I feel Finland is even even whiter than Ireland back in the day. I feel like we've even mentioned anything to do with people who aren't white. And you're white. Other white people will get uncomfortable that you're about to be racist. <laughs> this is how I like to burst that uncomfortableness. I like to say this. As a person of color myself... <laughs> And then that takes the tension out of the room, or else it increases the tension 24-fold. <laughs> Try that the next time there's racial tension in the room. If you're white, just say, as a person of color myself, and see what happens. Will it burst the bubble, or will it increase it? Will they all hate you? Will you get booed? Will you get kicked out of your own party? Will, you, will your round of shots arrive, and you can't even drink it, because everyone hates you? I realized, geez, drinking at home has made me realize how ridiculous fucking shots are. Like, how much they cost in a fucking out at a bar. Like, it's insane. How it's... I was out the other night. Where the fuck was I? Pink Taco? So it was Buddy's birthday. What a joke. Oh, the pain. Sorry there, dear listener. I had to go pause the podcast as I was ranting about shots. Um... Why? Because my face was dry and I had to go put on some moisturizer. Very upsetting here to hear that, I know, but when I have a dry face, I like to moisturize it up. I know it's very upsetting not to hear, especially if you're a straight white American man. Actually, you could be a straight white Irish man too, and you get very upset. You're like, why would you moisturize your face? What's wrong with you? Are you a homosexual? <laughs> I said, hey, my face was dry. I prefer not to be dry and annoying me and me wanting to rip it off my face, so I put on moisturizer. Now, where are we? Back to shots. Oh, yeah, well, like, how How are shots... How is one shot more costly than a bottle of vodka? Like, if you've got a, a shot of Tito's, I don't know how much it, it was spent. How can you charge $24 for a shot? And then the bottle costs $30. In Ralph's or at the liquor store, or the off license, wherever the fuck you're buying it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's insane. I forgot about that. I was out, asked your man, I was like, oh, what's trying to drink? He's like, I'll do a shot. I can't even remember what we got. I got two shots and a drink. And I was there 12, 12 minutes, I think. Did the shot, had the drink. I said, I got to go to another venue, to another outdoor bar to say happy birthday to another cunt and then I'm going home and it cost me 60 something or something and I was like how what Jesus I forgot the anguish of it all and did I did I say anything 
It was funny the other night. It was like it was windy in LA recently, like windy as fuck. Like you're like, oh, I was doing a show, and there was all these metal fences, and like at one point we we're like, oh, that fence is gonna blow over everyone. Like the fences were ripping apart. Like this is fun, well done. I forgot about that outdoor factor. And then I was driving home, and I was looking at people outside restaurants, and they were just like trying to sit there, ignoring that it was windy. People were just dying for it to be back to normal. Restaurants open again and bars and shit. Just sitting there and there's fucking spaghetti flying in their face. <laughs> and they're just like, oh yeah, this is a lovely, a lovely day. <laughs> and the guy's like, I wonder if this is going well. The guy's like, this is how I realize that women are as horny as men, but men are too horny to realize it. Like if you've been out and you've cock blocked yourself, not even the wind, you've just done it yourself because you're trying to impress the woman. She's like, oh, I'm impressed. I'm here. Probably want to have sex with you if you just calm the fuck down and shut the fuck up and just stop, like, stop, stop slamming shots and you're on and stop talking about shots and you're complaining about the price of shots. You're losing me. You're losing me. Do you know that you're losing me? And the horny guy be like, yeah, yeah, should we do another one? Should we do another one? Come on, Ola, we do another one. Um, and that's the dumbness. And then the guy, this was a good thing in LA too. There is an LA speciality where like, you get ghosted by someone. I say you, this happened to me many times. Many times. You'll be ghosted. And then the girl will add me to her close friends. <laughs> and you're just like, all right. Okay, I see what's happening. I don't actually see or understand what's happening, but uh, there we go. Ghosted. No text reply left and seen on Instagram. But added to close friends. <sighs> That's a nice mixed signal. <laughs> I like it. Should we get another shot? Should we have another shot? Should we? Should I have? Should I have been more confident? Should I? I feel like, cause you know the way women like a confident dude. This is a dubious. This is tragic. I feel. I'm so tragic. Getting cock blocked by a wind or paying fucking sixty dollars for three shitty drinks. Um. What's that? Twenty-two. Jesus, I hate too. I went to some expensive fucking hotel roof place here recently. And. uh like, these places are ridiculous. Like, Soho House. I can't remember the name. I think this is one hotel, or... I can't remember the name of the place. It was up on the roof. It's got these, like, savage views and shit. I'm on a 21st side street. There's a bar, Naughty Pig. That's fun. You can just stand on the street by the bar and booze. Have a laugh. People come and go on. You can just... It's a good hoot. Um, this bar is fucking boring. Grey fuse, it's fucking pitch black. I'm like, can you turn up the light a little bit? I can't see anyone. It's so dark in some of these places. You can barely see the fucking menu. You're just like flashlight. And then they serve you a drink. I was like, I'll take a Tito soda. And they give you a fucking, do you know those little glasses? If you're Irish, you know this. Your gran has glasses in the bathroom that she uses to uh, rinse out her mouth. And they're tiny and they're old. And they've got the ripple, the ripple around it. It's a granny, granny bathroom glass. That's what they use in these fucking really fancy places. 
And it's unreal. I think we got like, what did we get? Three drinks each? Maybe four. And the bill was like 200 and something. If we got three drinks, six drinks, 200 and something dollars. And they're tiny singles. Tito's. I mean, that's, it was just like, what the fuck? This place is shit. And you're sitting down. You're just chatting to the people you came with. Do I sound like a fucking idiot? Just complaining about bars in LA. But some of them are so bad. And they're like, oh, it's the ambiance. It's like, no, nah, this is shit. And you, you can't even fucking people watch. It's so dark. You're just like, ah, this is crap. What was the point? Is this cock block by the wind? Oh yeah, confident guy. Women like it. Oh, this is tragic. Women be like, I like a confident man. Just be confident. But like, almost all the guys I know, not all of them, but all of them, if they're confident, they're cocky. And guys are at their worst when they're cocky. They're like awful. You're like, Jesus, can you turn it down there a bit now? Especially American dudes. Let me rephrase that. Um, it's just like, Jesus, they're fucking oblivious just fucking riding that cocky wave. They're at their worst when they're confident and cocky. And yet that's when women are meant to like them the most. It's very tragic, I feel. It's a very conflicting um, scenario. And that's why I suppose it's tough. <laughs> it's tough for straight women. Out there dating straight men in America. That's a tough... I feel bad. I'm sorry for you. Sorry for you. If you shut up on a date with me, I'd be like... I should start off every date with an apology. Date and apologies. And she'll say, why? And you'll be like, ah, you'll see soon enough. You'll see when I'm chugging back shots because you're like, all right, we're out for having a laugh. We're out. If you're on, hey, you're singing a song. I feel like that's because in Ireland we just go up and we're like, all right, let's just get fucking, let's just booze on. Booze on, let's have fun. And then it's hard to turn off if you're on a date. You're like, oh, shit, one or two. All right. All right. If you're one or two, oh, you're off home. Fair enough. All right. No, I'm going to stay. <laughs> That'd be funny if you stayed after a date. Had a girl hit me up for a date the other night. She FaceTimed. Jesus, she's fucking tasty. But um, it won't. It won't happen. But it's just fun to be like, ah. I was like, how many booze you after? And she's like, three. And I was like, oh, that would just be me getting going and you're ready to end the night. The fact I know you're FaceTiming me, that means the night's almost over for you. You're hitting low points. You're hitting rock bottom. You're hitting the, the muddy end of the mud pile. You're hitting the muck, the muck, the mucky, mucky bottom. But then again, haven't we all hit the mucky bottom? I was doing. I did so many shows last week. It was unreal. I did one Wednesday. It was savage. I did two Thursday, and then one Friday. These shows are unreal. I'm doing these ones at an outdoor venue. They're fun as fuck. And like, there was someone there. Someone hit me up, and they're like, "Ah, the lineups are just unreal." We got like Bill Burr's on it, Tiffany Haddish, Craig Robinson. Fucking just endless amount of fucking funny fuckers. And then you just be hanging around Sarah Silverman. She's sound. She's really cool. Um, it's great, too, because I'd be telling them, like, they'd be the fucking idols back in Ireland. Like, I remember seeing Sarah Silverman on TV back in Ireland ages ago before I even thought about doing stand-up. 
She was going on about Jesus, and I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? What is this going on here? Then you're in L.A. just having a laugh at her all these years later. Be like, you're the idol. It's like Bill Burr just fucking loving him in Ireland. And now we're just having a laugh, mocking each other. Be texting, texting him, fucking laughing, mocking each other. You're just like, ah, oh, that's a great laugh. Craig Robinson, fucking, you're just, it's like, ah, oh, this is unreal. There's some laugh. Um, but they're also, because I'm running them and shit, they're like fucking long. And here's the thing, if you're just doing a set, you can just pop in, do 15, 20 minutes. You don't have to be on the whole time. Whereas I can have to be on the whole time. I'll do like 20 up top maybe. So then you're on, on. You're on stage, you're performing. you got to be dancing. Then I come off, I'm making sure, is, is that person here, is that person here? Who's next? Are we all good? Are we all who's complaining? Why are they coming to me? Go to the venue. It's just like you're on a lot. People are like, the comedian's like, you're boozing. I was like, all right, let's gallivant. I'm having a laugh. Amir K was there one night. Theo Vaughn, Jackson McQueen. We were all just mocking each other. It was like fun as fuck. Um, and like, I'm just on the whole time. So after th- two nights of that, the third night, after I did my set, I was just like, oh, I'm fucking goosed. I'd love a nice little sleep. But like, to be honest, I was there from seven, not complaining, but I was just tired. I was there from seven to like one. I saw a long time to be on. And by the end, by 10, I'd hit a wall. And even like there were some comedians text me and they were like, are you all right? And I was like, oh yeah, just tired. And then I said, oh, I'd booze through it. And I was in the green room. It was like me, Jackson, Craig, and Tiffany. And we were just having a laugh. And there was a couple more there. Here's how, do you ever get this kind of fucking, when you have a booze and you're tired and you just get paranoid? Have you ever been talking? So they asked me something, I was telling a story, and then I noticed that people I didn't know were looking at me, and in my head, like my mouth was talking, my brain was the front part of my brain, but in the back of my head I was just like, why, are those, why is that person looking at me? And she was looking at me because I was talking, but I got this paranoid, I was like, oh yeah, why is she looking at me? <laughs> and then I was just like telling the story, but being shifty, yeah, it was fucking great fun. Great fun. My brain was dying down. This is how I know I'm dumb. Earlier today, I had the thought, like, I was out hiking. Maybe that's why I'm tired. Back doing these hikes, they're great. Fucking clear the mind and all that jibber. But I was like, oh, Jesus. I was leaving, and I was getting a bottle of water from my fridge. And I was like, ah, oh, did I turn off the light in the fridge? As if those the fucking oven. As if the light doesn't go off and the door closes. And I've thought about it for a few minutes, and I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. Now now, now I understand when a woman calls me stupid. There we go. Now we're on it. I see where she's coming from. And I concur. I concur. But yeah, that was so dumb. When I was getting paranoid, I was like, why is that person looking at me? <laughs> stupid. Um, but yeah, besides that, besides just getting fucking hit in the wall Friday night, Oh, and it's Saturday. There's always something, too. The only nights I can confidently say I'm not going anywhere is Monday and Tuesday. And But it's like Saturday, so my buddy Leo's been staying with me. He's been here five weeks. Um, that's why I think I missed out on the podcast last week. I was working bucket load. And then during the day, I just wanted to chill. My voice, too. It wasn't like it's weird when it's windy and you're talking. 
you'd never realize, oh, I got to look after my voice. And my voice started getting crackly and almost losing it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I just remembered I really need my voice for um for shows. <laughs> it's probably the number one thing I need. It's like if I had diarrhea, I could still do a show more or less. I could hope for the best because I got my voice. But if my voice is gone, I'd be like, ah, fuck, this is dubious now. I'm up there and you're like that. The worst part is like small talk during the day. If your voice is strained, small talk during the day is a killer. I hate small talk in my own place, I realized. So Leo was staying with me, and I was like, oh, I didn't know how long he was going to be staying. He was there like five weeks with a good laugh, but then I was like, ah, I, I like living on my own. I like just walking around. In si- I love living, I, I love silence at home. I love, that's it, he was loud or talking a lot or anything. I just love silence, just chilling, just thinking. I've got a nice brain. We just think up of ideas and thoughts and jokes and stories, sex poems. When you name it, just sitting around like a monk at home. It's great. My voice is saved. My sanity is saved. Like, there's nothing worse, I feel, at home if you're doing small talk. Just see if your headphones in. You'd be like, oh, but I was... And it's like, if Leo asked me a question, I'd be like, Ben, I'd have to take the headphones off. He goes, do you want a cup of tea? And I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. He said, huh? And I said, oh, no, I'm okay for tea. And he's like, oh, okay, I was just asking you. And you're like, no, no, you're good. And that, <laughs> even though it's harmless as fuck, I realized, oh, that's tiring. I don't, I don't, I, I like living on my own. I don't miss the small talk like that. But then Leo was like, oh, what are you going to do next? Where are you going to go? And he's like, oh, that was a Thursday, I think. Then he goes, yeah, I'm going to fly back. I got to go back to London on Sunday or Saturday. And I was like, oh, Jesus, really? Wait, it's Sunday? I presumed he meant like next week, but he meant two days, three days later. So then I was goosed Saturday, and he goes, it's my last night. And I said, ah, there we go. I knew there was something. But we went out. It was kind of dead, windy, with cop blocking us. Um, can't remember the points of the story, but you know, there we go, you know. I knew I was tired. That's why I'm tired on Mondays always. I'm on fucking, from Wednesday to Sunday, I'm always on. And by Monday, my body's like, all right, you're going to be an ugly cunt tomorrow, just as a heads up. A girl the other night told me I looked like a cigarette in a puddle. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I got to commend you. I have to commend you. My eyes lied to me. They looked in the mirror and they said, you don't look too bad the way you go. And I said, why would you give me out of 10? So if she's if she on that wave, I was like, I have to. Uh, I have to see what she would give me out of 10. She said 4.5. <laughs> and I said, I like you. I like you as a person. Because you're honest. And she said, what would you usually give yourself out of 10? And I said, I'd give myself a 10. Purely because women like cocky men, confident men, don't they? <laughs> So if I don't give myself a 10, then I seem like a beta. If you're a guy and you don't give yourself a 10 when you're, at, when you're asked, you're either very in tune or you're very, you've no confidence. So it's, it's one or the It's a thin line, thin line. Are you in tune or lack confidence? Are you cocky or are you confident? God only knows. Will a woman kick you out of bed after sex? I realize the good way to get a woman to kick you out of bed after sex is if you make her have an orgasm. They'll kick you out. They'll be like, all right, you've done your piece. You've done your bit. Away you go. Get on your way now. They'll stay and hang around because they're like, you haven't, you haven't, <laughs> you haven't, uh, you haven't fulfilled your side of the, the, the contract. 
Oh, no, sorry, Bob, you have not fulfilled your side of the contract, so I'm going to stay here until you do. And you're like, oh, shit, i got to get up for work. And you're like, what? Yeah, I think if you make a woman have an orgasm, she'll be like, all right, pat your head. Thank you. Get out. You'd be like, fuck yeah, I cracked the code. I cracked, should I be a life coach now that I cracked the code? Then you go back. Like, what I love it. Eh? People be living in their cars full of fucking rubbish, full to the brim of fucking old newspapers. They'll be finding food, they'll be collecting cans, and then they'll be posting online that they're fucking uh, life coaches. And you just have to say, okay, yeah, all right. And people don't know. So they're just like, yeah, he's a life coach, I guess. That's what he does. And you're like, all right, nice one. Nice one. How much money should I give you? That's like two. I don't know if you've been on fucking... On um, Clubhouse, that new app. Where people just talk at each other. They talk over each other. I went down, there's a lot of people talking. I was just like, these people are just lying. I go into these comedy little rooms and be like, comedian, voiceover coach, singer. But they're in comedy rooms, they're giving comedy advice, how to get booked, how to be funnier, all this stuff. And I'm like, and they're based in LA. And I'm like, if you're a comedian based in LA, I should know you in some sort of manner or form, unless you're very not funny. Um. So I'm like, these people are just on their line. They're like life coach liars. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. I, I thought I was going to get into it, but I'm like, I, I prefer, I don't need to be talking to people. I can just be at home on my own. Chilling with my own thoughts. I don't hate myself. I can just be hanging out on my own and be like, ah, this is nice, this is nice, isn't it, Merck? And I'll be like, it is Merck, isn't it, Merck? And I'll say, it is Merck, isn't it, Merck? And we'll just say that for four hours and we'll think we're having a grand old time. So on their line to each other, line to ourselves, people on there pretending they're famous. And you're like, you're not famous, you're just annoying. My buddy the other day, my buddy Robbie, he's like proper, proper famous. Like proper, like if you're like, oh, America's famous. He's proper famous, proper. It is good analogy. He's like being famous feels like if a, a group of people just start singing happy birthday to you and you have to sit there and just be like, okay. Like if you're at a restaurant and it could be anywhere actually. You know that feeling like singing, some people singing happy birthday, you're like, ah, oh, God, kill me now. Let me choke in a candle. Put me out of me misery. Come on for fuck's sake. He said, that's what it feels like. And I was like, oh, I get that if sometimes to an extent. That's why it's weird, too. Sometimes people be looking at me up at bars and stuff. And I'm like, are they trying to fight? And then they'd be like, are you the comedian? I saw you. You're funny. And you're like, oh, you're being nice. But because my brain is dumb, um, it'll go into the fight mode. Fight, fight or flight. It'll go, always go fight. Why, is he look, why are they looking at me? Why do you, why, what do you want to do? I like the way I said earlier, I like myself, and then I'll call myself dumb. Minutes later, if not seconds. Because that's kind of the, the kind of annoying cunt that I am. There's nothing better when an annoying fucker leaves the room. I realized, have you ever had that? You're just like, ah, oh, could this fucking... I've been in green room sometimes, and these annoying fuckers are just in there, and you're like, can you, can you fuck off? Could you please 
And I realized, like, if an annoying person leaves the room, it feels like the same feeling as taking off your pants. You're like, ah, that's nice. Now I can relax. Now I can get back to looking like a cigarette in a puddle. That's what I was enjoying. I was enjoying looking like a cigarette in a puddle. And um, that's how I'll, I'll, I'll stay. You know, if you're out there and you feel like you're looking like shit, just remember I look like a cigarette in a puddle. All right, my voice is setting to the back of my throat. <coughs> Corona. Um, is that a good podcast? Who knows? I almost said, was that a boot podcast? Um, all right, that's it. That's all we have. That, there we go. That's all it's, That's all I have. I say to the woman lying in bed saying, wait, you're not going to make me come. I'm like, you know, you know, you try, you swing and you miss. And you move on. You move on quickly. You bounce off the steps and away you go. Um... All right, got to shoot a new podcast tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be fun. We shall see. Hit me up. Questions, queries, selling signs, sex, poem books. If you want any, hit me up. Instagram, at the Marquez. Twitter, at Trickadoo. There we go. That's it. We did it, people. We all did it. We all did this together. You know it's your father's books. All right, so go on. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Go on, good luck, good luck, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.